Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This episode, Hard Stop. Now we have to have a conversation. Because you, the listener, probably know better than I do right now what episode number this is. Is this 298.5? Is this 299? I don't know. Co-host Eric, the Lightbringer, the Lightbringer, the Lightbringer, bringer, the Beastmaster, Third Shift. You and I have this conversation right now on the air. Here it goes. It's going to be a short episode because of real life and recording early and delays and whatnot and hoopty happity. Is this a, is it is it a is it a mini sode? Is I, it a proper sode? I think what do you it, think. You know, I, oh, that's a tough one. You know, I guess maybe when we start talking, we'll see where it goes. And this might be a point five episode. You never know because you're right. Real life stuff's going on. My tummy is doing little flippy flops, and I didn't sleep well. You know, if you want the real back end scoop, plus there just ain't much happening. And, uh, you know, this also provides an excuse to delay the one thing for another week. So it's a lot of a lot of things that we can do here. <laughs> and also the other thing is that we are having to record this early because yes, of real life super things early. that are actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculously early. And I don't like it. But hey, I didn't get to do my intro. It's me. It's Matt. Your funky leader. The greatest man who's ever lived. And you already heard him. We already had a discussion with him. Here. But Eric is going to tell us right now how his week... Of like four days was? How was your four days since the last episode we recorded? Perfect. Yep. Those couple days we've had since we last talked here. Well, you know, um, sickness came to the house of the Batmans. It came, Matt. It came calling hard. Took my daughter and said, hey, you're going to be sick and terrible. Sure enough, she was laid low. Laid low by the plague of the belly. And then she got better. And then... The wife and the other daughter got laid low and proud. The belly got him. Yeah, boom, blah, puking everywhere, sadness everywhere. And I uh, escaped it all. And then last night, you know, I was like, all right, they're all getting better. Everything's starting to look better. Woke up. I went, oh, God, I feel like throwing up. I'm not going to do that. Just go back to bed. Yep. I went back to bed. Woke up like an hour later. Oh, feel like I should throw up. Nope, not going to do it. Sip some water. Went back to bed. And I did that like three, four more times throughout the night. And so you were laid <laughs> medium. By the I was laid medium. Belly. That's right. And so today, of course, it's in and off. I'll get like a hot flash. The belly will do a little flip. And then it all settles back down. You know, that kind of thing. That's been the day to day. Good enough to where I'm not laid low. But like you said, laid medium. Just put into a state of caution. State of don't be a fool, relax, drink your liquids, and be smart, and you'll get out of this alive. He had the yellow light all day. <laughs> brr, brr, yep. Little yellow triangle. Mm-hmm. Caution. Caution. Uh-oh, watch caution, out. Caution. So the body's been doing what it should be doing, which is fighting off this plague and doing what it has to do to make things work out for me. So, as I said earlier, a bit tired. As Matt's doing, you can't see it, but he's doing little rubby eyes, little rub rubs. I've been doing that all day, and right before the show, I've been doing little rub rubs because I'm a sleepy bear and, and all that good stuff. But in the few days we were alive and doing things, I did <laughs> I did play some video games. I got some more Stranger to Paradise in, and let me tell you, I don't care what the haters say. I just don't care. I don't care. It's fun. It's enjoyable right now. The, the twists and the turns with what's happened with the Cornelians and the Lufarians and Astos and all of these other individuals that are involved. And still the mystery that kind of has 
happening around me like what's up with my friends you know what's going down with the princesses there's still a lot of stuff that ain't 100 percent. but it's starting to the pictures it's my favorite part of any game movie whatever it's when the picture starts to come together the pieces all start to come into place and all of a sudden everything that didn't make sense you're starting to go oh i can tie this up here i can put this right here this is going in this direction it's my favorite moment i love it when the games and the movies get to this part this game, my uh, little game, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, it did it perfectly, you know. So just wanted to bring that up out of nowhere. It's just a perfect game. <laughs> it's interesting. I've never heard of that game. I know. Uh, nobody has. It's a mystery to us all. Apparently only me and Jim Fronda are the only ones like on this planet who know what this game is. It's, it's weird. It's like a black hole. I don't know. So Didn't that just come out for the Switch? Like, wasn't that a brand new game? It's like a brand new game, Atlas? yeah. It's a like brand the new latest game. game from Atlas, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Fresh off the block. Man, tell you what, I hope it does well. I really do. I don't know. Oh, goodness. So, with that being said, I don't want to, you know, reveal or spoil anything. So, just let it be said that I'm rocking in that. And it was exactly what we had imagined. I uh, got to a certain point and did a thing and a thing. And then went, oh, look. But now you got to go do all the other things. And there we are. We're doing lots of other stuff. I don't know how much longer I've got. But I'm in for it. All in for it. But it is getting a lot harder. So I'm going to have to kind of tighten the ship up, get the skills down, stop goofing around. And then with that being said, we did some Elden Ring, Matt. It was a great time. Uh, it, well, it sort of was. Uh, beating up, getting old-ass Dracula was fun. but <laughs> It was the most bizarre time. Because it was like everything would either go wrong mm-hmm. and we'd get invaded by the actual like real hunter person. Or the NPC hunter person, old ass Dracula, like you said, was a lot of fun. And then fighting those knights' cavalries, the two knights' cavalries in the consecrated snowfield area, it was fun because I like fighting those guys because they're a physical boss. Mm-hmm. That's what I like fighting. But having you there too, who is a non physical person, it was tough and tough in a good way. But then we got to the glitch state where I couldn't aggro them at all and you couldn't aggro them at all. And yours was down to like 0.2%, oh, and yeah. mine was down to 10%. And then I just hear out of, the, out of, just out of nowhere, completely off my screen, oh! <laughs> and you go, God damn it. And I'm just like, what happened? How did, how, this, how did happen? this happen? They were, they were doing nothing. How, how did you die? What happened? Because uh-huh. the glitch ended, Matt. Whatever, whatever triggered the boss. <laughs> and then it didn't just end. He caught up with what he should have been doing Uh because he flew through the air, turned around, and in a mighty stroke in a band of just flashing black darkness. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, what just happened? Because like you said, it was one more night comet away from death. And just boop. And I went, yep. And it was broke broke my spirit. I was like, yeah, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> oh, oh it just was sad. You know, it's one of those times where it's like, all right, we're actually going to play a little Elden Ring together, have a little fun while we're messing around waiting on uh, Wonderlands to fix its stuff or whatever. Let's go kill these two Knights Cavalries. You've mm-hmm. killed a bunch. I've killed a bunch. Yeah. They'll be, it'll be fine. Be there's two deal. of them, but there's two of us. It'll be great. It just didn't work out. It just, no matter which way we swung. It was not working. They'd glitch out. They'd glitch forward. The bad the NPCs would come. The, it was just, I don't know. We were cursed. We were just cursed for that evening <laughs> doing that particular area. So a little bit of sadness, but hey, whatever. Still hanging out. Still doing some cool stuff. Old ass Dracula. It was fun to kill him. So mm-hmm. 
Thank you for at least boosting my spirits a little bit. Thank you. Twice, twice, no yeah, less. Twice. twice he came in, yes. And that other guy, you just need to leave us alone, okay? You don't belong playing. You're not supposed to be playing me and Matt. You need to be up there with the crazy people that love this kind of game. Although, oh, yeah, no. Well, speaking of the crazy people who love this kind of game, I'm in the Elden Ring Reddit, as you know. I kind of uh-huh. got Reddit again just to peek and see what's going on in there. He's using the build that everybody hates. Oh, it's the overpowered build with the rivers of blood and the bloodhound step and whatever. Like, he looks literally like every PvP player that is a meme of like, oh, yeah, this is just what everybody does. How boring. How snore. He's that guy. There he so was. He, he did it. The, the guy that all those people hate, he was him. And then he came and visited us. And we still we still almost got him. Mm-hmm. But he did get me, I don't know, his stuff like cut through my barricade shield somehow, which I thought was weird. And then he ended up getting you after that, but still. But at least we gave him a fight. At least it took some time. Oh, yeah. We didn't fall for any of his stupid little tricks. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't stepping in electrical. We weren't aggroing giants. We weren't doing none of that funky junk. He had to come at us legitimately. And he, he slipped up a couple times, like you yeah. said, and almost got smoked for it. But unfortunately, he pulled through in the end. So that was uh, unfortunate. But then we were like, all right, we should play some Tiny Tina's. It's time, you know. The, oh, wait. They didn't send through the patch. It's still not fixed. The game's still broken. We literally pulled our phones out. It went, okay, have they updated it? It's been a day since they acknowledged the story progression and inventory loss glitches that were out there. Because if you played, your story progression was just completely reset. And even after they fixed that, if you played, all your inventory was gone. So we looked on Twitter. We did our best. We did our due diligence. Have they released an update? Oh, the story progression glitch is gone, but inventory disappearances, we're still working on that. We can't play it. Can't play it. Mm Mm-mm. Not to mention, Matt, that didn't even come out till we'd already started. That's true. The other game. So that wasn't even out. We Before that even happened, there was literally just still zero word. Mm. And we're like, well, we're not just going to sit here and do nothing. we got to play a game. We're going to have some fun. Elden Ring's just a little bit too much for what we want to be doing right now. What do we got in the bucket? And now, mind you, I don't even know if I told this story because there's too many bad things that happened to me that I just don't even remember anymore. I don't think you told it on the podcast, no. Oh, no. Yeah, well, a week ago, my uh, PlayStation uh, got corrupted somehow and just completely deleted itself. So I had to do the whole reboot, reinstall the whole thing, wiped everything, start fresh. So, yeah, that happened. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, uh, I only got these three games on my machine anymore. Uh, and then you went, well, hang on. How about this little game? It's a little game we played one time, long time ago. It was uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I said, you know what, Matt? Let's see. Oh, yeah, we got this. We're going to play this. This is going to happen. It's going to be great. It got downloaded. Got got in there. Oh, wow. What a game, man. It's home, Eric. It's home. This is the epitome of Borderlands Night, even though it's literally not Borderlands. This is running and shooting a gun and laughing and having fun, listening to stupid things that our characters are saying. The fist bump where we went through the door. Oh, we both, perfect. We both exploded. Oh, I totally forgot that this is a thing mm-hmm. that happens, and it happened, and it was magical. And the best part was it don't even happen that often. So yeah. for it to happen to us in that little two-hour stretch of playing, mm-hmm. it's like, that's it. That's what I needed right there. Boom. And it's just just relearning, going, Matt, remember this? You got this, sis. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. We could pep each other up. We could make this all better. My beautiful struggle the whole night long 
Where did my shotgun go? Why do I have this SMG now? <laughs> do I have to pick up shotguns? I forgot how this works. Oh, well, running through with crampy guns that I hate. Where'd my laser craft work go? I just picked it up. And then 30 seconds from the end of the night, I'm, I was I was pulling in Eric playing NBA Jam, looking at my controller. <laughs> what buttons have I not pressed at all today? Oh, R1 button. Hold it in. Weapon wheel. I remember this now. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's how I get all my stuff. Oh, And you know what? Beer drinking Eric, he wasn't even paying attention to you screaming and yelling about where's your shotgun. <laughs> but he knew all along the weapon wheel was there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was using it to switch the whole time. <laughs> and I never watched this way. Two and two. Maybe I should tell Matt about the weapon wheel. <laughs> I just, I just, whatever, you know, drinking beers. Just, well, Matt probably threw his shotgun down like a crazy person and got rid of it. Even though I don't even think you can throw guns down. But, you know, It would whatever. just randomly happen. <laughs> I'd be walking in and open up an ammo locker and then it was just, why do I have an SMG? I'd look at the floor. There wasn't an SMG here to pick up. There's no shotgun down here. I'd kill a shotgun enemy, see it fly out of his hands, walk over it, it vanished. What? I was so mad and so frustrated, but now I'll never be that way again. Nope, nope. And we still had such a great time. We were getting our rear ends busted at the beginning because we were in like one of those raids. Mm -hmm. So we popped out of there and we were both worried that we didn't have any other missions because, you know, we were still progressing through in this next playthrough. But nope. The gods were like, no, we're going to be kind to you here. And sure enough, there was plenty of other missions to do. And we went in there and we started smoking them. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did laugh about, though, man, I got to say, is we were just big talking. Look at these idiots talking about, did get too hard, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. And then we almost got smoked ourselves. Almost. Almost. And then we went, <clears throat> yeah, this game's great. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden, that talking trash about those folks who said the games to we kind of shut up a little bit. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Eric. What was the only gun I ever used in that first run where we played it and had a 100% easy time? Shotgun. I know. What did mm-hmm. I not have the entire night? No shotgun. No shotgun. As soon as it came back, as soon as I found that weapon wheel, we just went auto shotgun the whole day. Every room was just parts and pieces and blood flying. It's... That's That was the problem. That was the only problem. That's true. That is actually true. You didn't have your go-to weapon. I only had mine. So half the puzzle was missing. Half the right. piece was gone. So therefore, it was way harder than it needed to be or should have been. We're all centerpieces. No edge pieces. That's right. How am I supposed to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it just was such a good time. It was the first, I think, Borderlands Night, honestly, in like a while where I felt like it was, it did exactly what every Borderlands Night used to do. It's mm-hmm. just like, boom, 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 having lots of fun. Don't want to end the night, but we're not idiots and young people, so we know better. Yep. End the night, but just going off, just smiling ear to ear, watching a show. Oh, that was so much fun. All right. Man, imagine Eric, smiling ear to ear, watching a show and eating Olympic broiled chicken strips, buffalo sauce. Ooh. It was, it, we even ended the night, which should have been a dip, but there was even just another step up. I just rocket shipped straight to the moon that night. <laughs> just, just numbing on those Olympic broiled chicken strips, dipping them in that sauce, dribbling mm-hmm. all down your mouth, up on your shirt, looking like some kind of psychotic hobo. Oh, yeah. Dang. I bet it was great. I think I ate some crackers and watched one of my favorite anime, and then I went to bed. But that's still damn good for me. That's right. You know, I, I'm, I'm loving it. So that's what we did. That's what we played. 
or I played because we haven't talked about what Matt's been playing. Um, and I, I'll just say, uh, lastly, I did play Euden Chronicles. I did play it, but I'm going to save that for a little bit later just because I don't want to run too long. So, Matt, what the hell have you been up to? Well, I'm going to start on the real world front like I usually do because real world stuff did happen this weekend. First up on Saturday, I went and saw Dear Evan Hansen. If anybody saw my Instagram post or my tweet about it, you saw the ticket that I have. I always post my ticket and the program and then a little bit of shot of the stage. Unless I'm too scared that they're going to come and say, hey, don't take pictures of the stage because that's happened before. But if you look on that ticket, the date is for like June 20th, 2020. And then above it, it says like May 5th, 2021. And then above that, it said the actual date because it was postponed for two years because of the COVID nonsense. But it finally came. I finally saw it. Obviously, I had seen the movie version last year, whenever that came out. I finally got to see it up on stage. A fantastic show. I've heard people say, like, about the play in the movie, like, oh, I don't like what happens in there. And, I mean, that's kind of the point, but I'm not going to spoil anything. But a great show. I feel like it has a lot of good themes for the current day and age and people who are, you know, young people who are getting raised in this kind of society and kind of... I can't go into spoilers, but... uh, a good show, and uh, makes you think about teenagers and kids these days and that kind of stuff. So, awesome show. Went out to the East Lansing Art Fest the very next day, which is always fun. I think it, that's been postponed for two years now, too. So, to get back out there, see some of my favorite artists, see some new stuff, and go, man, I should spend $30 on that artistically crafted cup, and that'll be like my cup I drink out of. Ah, maybe not. Well, but I do need to get this art print over here. Just a ton of fun. Then on the video game front, I talked about it last week as the release. I've been playing mini motorways. That day, after I recorded the podcast, went and downloaded it, bought it off Steam, started playing it. At 11.30 at night, I went, Jesus, Matt, you need to go to bed. I told you on the show. It's going to be one of those games. It's going to steal all my sleep away. It did that night. It almost did the next night before we got on to do our thing. What a fun game. We already talked about Elden Ring and Youngblood. Fantastic stuff there. And then, man, I got a story in the releases of another game that I've been playing that is just its wild and crazy. You won't even believe it. You're going to make that exact face, and you're going to shake your head when I tell you what the premise is, and you're going to go, what in the world are you doing? But I'm going to tell you later. In the episode. Indeed you will, because I'm up first, and I gotta tell you about a wild, wacky game. I went on there today, and I was like, man, what's out? What's going down? There ain't too much. You know, I heard about this game, Vampire Masquerade, but, you know, I didn't really want to mess with that too much. And then I went, whoa, hang on, what the hell is this? What's this crazy game? A game about fairies, fairylands. I love fairies. We all know that. I'm a little goofball, you know? Let's just click on it. I got nothing to lose. What am I? I don't, what am I got to lose? Bloop. Clicked on it. I was totally shocked, man. Totally shocked. I was 100% expecting to come on and just be a complete joke of a game. Like, you know, I'm just being a goofball. First off, I should have known better because the score was like an 80 on Metacritic or whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, not, not bad. A little game called Cotton Fantasy by Success. All right. Just came out Nintendo Switch and PS4. Like I said, thought it was going to be a joke game. Some goofball little platformer or some little goofball, you know, uh, Japanese game that just makes no sense and just somehow made its way over here to the United States. No way. It's actually a shmup, Matt. Mm-hmm. Would you believe it? I didn't know that. I had no clue. And then I learned that this series apparently has been around for like forever. 
It's it had games on the Dreamcast. Now that you mention it, there is this is the Cotton series. Yeah, the games. Cotton series. Okay, yeah, games, yeah. Yes. I, I have heard about this secondhand. So yes, I I did know about it, but I didn't recognize it. You said Cotton Fantasy, and I would just I just assumed went, oh, the exact same thing that you did. Mm-hmm. But now that yeah, the Cotton series. I yeah, I, I know about yes. this. Yeah. I didn't. So all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, what the hell have I been missing? I used to love shmups. Just adored those kinds of games back when I was a young, young lad in the old world. See, I said lad instead of lass. You know, I figured I'd kill that joke finally, but just so you're aware. <laughs> so anyways, it is a shmup. You can take the role of Cotton herself or tons of her friends, and you will do the typical shmup side, you know, 2D action, sometimes 3D, depending on the area, the environment, maybe on a boss, whatever, does like that weird cool 3D shtip. And then the coolest part, though, was that every character you can be has like a vastly different shooting style. So you can have the experience you want to have. If you're a beginner, I think it's like Rhea or whatever. She's like just that constant bullet storm uh, type, you know, figure. So it's easy to go in, and then whole screen blows up. You know that type of that type of shmup character. And then you got like this uh, one that has like a little fish he shoots out in like different directions and stuff. You got your typical little pellet fighters. You got your uh, your warped your warped gun stuff. Every one of them has a different way they shoot and a different way they act while you're playing with them. So therefore, when you're doing this, you come up against different fights, different bosses. You might say, well, this one didn't work. Next time, go around and want to be with this character. Make it work. Or, hey, I accept the challenge of this character. going to go all the way through this game with this individual. Then go back through with somebody else just to see how it plays differently. And, of course, for most of the characters, while you're going, and the enemies, of course, are coming at you from all sorts of different angles. Bullets are all over the place. You'll collect, like, these gems to get you the power-ups to allow you to keep doing bigger shots, etc., and then some of the characters, like I said, are easier. You won't need those. It's just you have all you need. You can just kind of roll through, and it's all about just maneuvering around the enemies and their uh, their attacks. But it's all super chibi anime, fun colors, as you'd imagine, cotton fantasy. That is put that in your head, and it's that's exactly what it is. Fairyland backgrounds, all sorts of rainbow stuff going on, colors all over the place. Like I said, these awesome, cool little anime boys and girls doing their thing. I was actually impressed, and I went, man, if I can get this game for like 10 bucks or something, I'd totally be on board, but I did not go check and see if it was only 10 bucks because I was at work, uh, just spoiler everybody, you know, I got, I kind of was at my job while I was doing this, so just to let you know, it's out there right now for the Switch and for the PS4, and I would totally recommend if you like shmups to go check this one out because regardless of its crazy, you know, name and its goofy looks... It does look like a cool, fun title to get your hands on and play. Woo! It's thirty nine ninety nine, Eric. But you can get oh, it. You can get it. Dude. You know the Nintendo Switch shop does super sales all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm sure by now you have all those gold points, so you can get it in a little bit. Not right now, but That's in right. a little bit. In a little bit, I can pick it up and I can just sit there playing that at lunch, and it looks like that type I can just set right back down, push pause, go back to work. And just get there on breaks. No big deal. So check that one out, folks. It might fly under a lot of people's radars, just like Cotton's flying under those baddies' bullets. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Absolutely well done, sir. But now it's my turn, and I have to tell you the story. And it's it's a story that's been going on for a couple weeks because I've been looking up new releases. You know, I've been telling you guys about these cool PC releases, and I look for them on Steam. After I'm done editing the show and I put it up, I go, man, let me go look at that. Let me add that to my wish list. So... Last episode, went and got mini motorways, and I went, hey, 
since you added that to cart, would you also be interested in this? And I, I opened up the game store page and I watched the little trailer they put out and I went, I am absolutely interested in that. Add it to wish list. And then not two days later, I went buying that game and I've been playing it the last couple days. And that game is Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate, which dropped on the 12th of May. So it's not exactly a new release, but pretty darn new mm-hmm. for PC only, as far as I can tell. Developed and published by Punk Cake Delucio. It's spelled in like French, so I don't know. Now, what is this game? Okay, first off, it's a roguelike, so you're not going to be interested, but you might be interested in the cool premise of this game. Mm-hmm. Because Shotgun King, and if you, look at the, if you look at the store page on Steam, if you look at the trailer, if you look at the first screenshot that comes up, it's a black chess piece king with a crazy look on his face holding a shotgun. And if you watch that trailer, in this game, you take the role of the black king as he goes and fights the white army, because all he's been a cruel king, all of his people have left him. The only thing that's left is his royal shotgun. And so he's out to take down the armies on the other side. And how the game plays out is every level you sit on a chessboard, you with your shotgun, just the black king, and then an array of white pieces on the other side. And those pieces move exactly like chess pieces do. And it is kind of turn-based, but not in the traditional, like, they move, you move, they move, you move. If you hop forward one, then you'll see maybe a couple pieces start to wiggle, like two pawns will start to wiggle. So that means after the next action you take, those two pawn pieces move. Then maybe you move again, then you see the knight start to wiggle. Oh, so the next action you take, the knight moves. But maybe there's a bishop that's wiggling with them, so they move at the same time. Mm -hmm. It is chess, and you have to think of it like a chess board, but obviously things are moving differently than they do in the regular game. And also... You have a shotgun. So as you get within range of these pieces, you can shoot those pawns and they explode and they're gone. And then your next move, whether it's moving your piece or you can just stay in place and click on the gun to do it, you load another shell into your shotgun. Now you're good for another move. But that counts as a move. So if you are standing there and two pawns are wiggling and you shoot and you kill one of them, that other one still moves right after you shoot. And if you choose to stay there and reload, that's another turn. Kind of like the enemy's countdown timer. Like every three turns, the knight will move. Every three turns, the bishop will move. That kind of thing. So you get certain pieces that are kind of linked up and certain pieces that you can kind of take advantage of. Well, the knight just moved. So if I move over here, I have a straight shot at him because I know he's not going to move again for a couple more actions. But it's awesome because you have to think of this not just in like a strategic moving and shooting kind of way. You have to think of it like a chess game. Because you still follow the rules of chess in that you can't move your king into check. So if the knight is here and you want to go to the L-shaped piece, you get like two mulligans. You have like two shields on the top of your screen. And it'll go boop, boop, and it'll, it'll wiggle the piece that will have you in check if you move there. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be stubborn and just try and move there, boop, boop, one shield goes away. Try and move there again, boop, boop, the other one goes away. If you move there this time, then... It goes like, the music slows down, the knight jumps up, and he explodes you, and you're gone. you got to restart the whole thing again. But you also follow the rules of chess in a positive way for you, because if you can get to their king, which usually has pretty high HP, so it incentivizes you to kind of whittle down his troops first, Uh you take out their king, no matter how many other troops are on the board, they all go away, you move on to the next level. 
and moving on to the next level is fun because you have to choose between two sets of things. Top one will be a certain power-up, but then the white army gets a power-up too. The bottom one, same deal. But you get to choose, "Mm, maybe this one has more firepower, but instead of two pawns, it puts two rooks out, and rooks are sometimes a beast. But maybe the bottom one, your range on your shotgun is a little reduced, but their king has three less HP. And then the, maybe instead of rooks, it takes away two rooks, but it adds six pawns. And so every level that you pass, you have to make these choices. And it involves your style of gameplay, just like with every roguelike that I love. And it gets so crazy because sometimes, you know, sometimes the rook options are just really good. There's there's one kind of trade-off where you get the enemy gets more rooks, but they have two less HP. So yes, they're all over you, but with one shot from your shotgun, they're gone. And then sometimes you can stack that with your next level thing of every time you kill a rook, they drop ammo. So you can stack those two together. So rooks are everywhere, but every time you shoot one, which is real easy, boom, they're instantly gone. You immediately get two more ammo. It's insane. And that's not even the only part, Eric, because yes, you are a king. You can only move like a king in chess. One space at a time, any direction. Kind of boring. Mm-hmm. But if you shoot a knight, if you blow up a knight piece, now you have t- obtained the soul of that knight. So for one turn, you can click on it. Now you can move like a knight. Move like a knight. And if you use that and then you blow away a rook, now you got the soul of a rook. You can get some of those stage upgrades where now you can hold two souls. Now you get a free turn after you use a soul. So you can get... In those, I'm going to say later levels, but I haven't even gotten past like level five because it gets crazy. If you kill a queen, you have the queen soul. And if you stack that with a free turn on top of that, you're shooting all the way across the board and they don't move after you move. So now you just turn and you blow away the king or the whatever is pressuring you. And if it's like a rook or another queen, because if their pawns go down, they promote into all kinds of different units. So you could just just could get absolutely nuts, but you can stack it. Like, use the queen soul, move, boom, kill a bishop. Use that bishop soul, move, boom, kill a rook. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy, and it's mind-blowing, and it's intense. And you get into the feeling of just, I'm just playing a shooter and jumping along. But then, because certain pieces will move all at the same time, then you're cornered by two rooks and a queen. And you go, oh my god, how do I get out of this? Sometimes, you just can't. It's impossible. But sometimes, well, it's only this rook that's really got me in check right now. If I shoot it, because it only has 2 HP, that one's gone, so I'm out of check, and then I still have a couple more moves before those two pieces can move. So I blow this rook away, I use my knight soul to get next to the other one, and I use my free turn to blow away the other rook. Now I'm in business! Uh But it's so intense and so crazy when you have a million rooks and like two queens and three bishops and all kinds of stuff going on because you can't kill... (laughs) The pawns that are getting to the bottom of your your board because you have to go after the big dogs, and now they're coming at you. It's insane and wonderful, but it's just, it's so strategic and so crazy, and you have to just be thinking all the time, otherwise you get cornered. But when you have the strategy and you pass that level by the skin of your teeth, it's fantastic. It's so good. Oh, it's so awesome. I'll tell you, I hope this teaches some kids how to play chess. You know, I, uh, I I definitely love chess. I used to play it, you know, when I was younger. And nobody knows how to play chess anymore. Like, almost nobody. So maybe 
that and this isn't chess, but you know what I mean. Like right, you said, right. you got to understand what chess is and what the moves are. Maybe in video game form, this will motivate some youngins out there to get on board and check out this wonderful, wonderful way of playing a, a cool old school board game. I 100% agree with you. And I think I told you about this once, or maybe it was somebody else, but there's a board game channel on YouTube that I follow. And they were like, hey, check out all these chess variants. Because everyone knows chess, but so few people like to play it or even know the actual know rules. How. And if you like this kind of thing, there are so many actual like real chess board game variants you can do that are crazy and just, mm -hmm. just wild. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. So even if it doesn't get you into base chess, maybe this gets you into... Funky Weird Chess, which is its whole other beast. But I just couldn't believe it. A game that I randomly found on Steam, just looking through games that are recommended for you. And by gods, they were right. This is recommended for me, and I'm loving it. Play Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate. I think it was only like six bucks. You should definitely get this and play this. If you know chess or like chess or have ever loved chess, it's so crazy and so wild and really, really hard. And you got to think a lot. But it's just a blast. Mm -mm. God, it sounds like a good old time, except for the rogue part. But, man, it doesn't even seem like that's a huge huge detractor, honestly. It really don't. It sounds like that's just part of the fun in this particular game because it's like the board game. You, you die, you set it pieces back up, and you go again. Yeah. That's what you do. Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out. God bless. There's too many games, too much stuff going on. And, of course, speaking of some stuff, Matt, let me tell you this. What do you got? All right? It's something... I didn't really think about. Okay. But it's happening. We're on the 24th. All right. We're about to go to a, a big old vacation. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have all these days off, going on, doing, out of town, doing all this stuff. You know what's happening, too, right when we get back? While we're gone, when we get back, a lot of shows. Summer Games Fest is coming. The uh, Bethesda Xbox Showcase is coming up. Mm -hmm. And there's another one. Um, God, I just got announced that's coming up. We're about to be in the thick, in the middle of all of the game shows, of all the game announcements. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I was like, wait a minute. If this is episode 299, that means next Thursday is episode 300. I'm about to be gone for four and a half, five days, unavailable for any planning, unavailable for any things. This isn't going to work, Matt. We can't do that. We're going to have to make it a .5 episode because otherwise we're just given two days to get everything put together that we want to do and do it so retroactively welcome to episode 298.5 a third Dude, shift that's right there you go it's happening it's a 0.5 show surprise everybody we gave you a heads up it might happen but between all the shows coming up and all the events coming up and the fact that we're both about to be on a vacation for a bit i think it's a smart choice the one thing i want to do before we end the show though one thing is, do you think Gearbox has anything up their sleeve for any of these upcoming events. Do you think they're going to be announcing the Brothers in Arms that has been there forever? A new game that 2K, I guess, supposedly said uh, them and Gearbox are messing with. And and that was like 2021. So maybe that was just Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. You know, I don't know. I never really. As an optimist, I have to say yes. Like, I have to say every time you ask me this question, yes, this is where they announce Brothers in Arms. I am a little cautious of that because PAX East was not too long ago. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, in the grand scheme of video game news and announcements, it was forever ago. And it was mostly like a publishing thing for like new and upcoming things. Yeah. So I really hope that Gearbox Software or Gearbox Entertainment or whatever the official software end of it is, 
I hope they have something. But if not, I feel like it'll be a nice coming out party for stuff like Eyes in the Dark, like a, a bigger, you know, more fleshed out instead of just a trailer. Here's a lot of gameplay. Here's a lot of stuff going on. There is a there is a contest right now, a little raffle you can win for mm-hmm. getting a portrait of you caricaturized in the Eyes of the Dark style by one of the devs. So check out the Twitter and hit that up too. I, that's why I keep thinking about it because I've been seeing it all day long and all week long. So definitely go enter that. But I'm going to say, yeah, they're going to have something. something. They're going to have a tease. They're going to have a oh, tease here's of the some deal. brothers. Here's the thing, man. Okay. They've, they've said Duke isn't dead. Do we get Nuke and Duke? Is Nuke and Duke coming? Or do you think that's just too, it's too soon? We still aren't going to hear anything about no Duke and Duke. You know what I've been saying the last couple of days at work, Eric? That's a bridge too far, my friend. Bridge that's too a far. bridge All too right. far. All right. No. I was looking. I was looking at that bridge, man. I wanted to cross it. I wanted to cross it. <laughs> I want to go too far. I dream of just seeing it just come up. Oh, yeah. And then just all of a sudden, and no, no, we ain't getting no stupid cinematic crap. They're coming straight with gameplay. Mm-hmm. And they've changed it up and it's fast paced like Doom is, you know what I'm saying? It, it, but with all the cool Dukanisms and everything going on. See, I was picturing like the Contra screen. Like, you know, they have the two oh, that, dudes. And it would be like, if, even it, better. if it was like 8 bit side scroller, which is what I keep picturing, like, like a Bro Force type of thing where you and your buddy mm-hmm. are just blowing stuff up nonstop. It'll just say Duke on the top, like right over him. He'll come in with a bit-crushed voice clip saying, It's time to kick some ass. And then, fading out of the shadows, Nuke. And he'll have the response to whatever that is. And then, Nuke and Duke. And they'll both be there. Like one in blue and one in red, just like always. Oh, yeah, because it has to be that way. Yes. Now, that is amazing, and that is fantastic. But, you know, I also just thought, you know, uh, a... A Wolfenstein Youngblood type game <laughs> with Duke and Nuke, baby. So instead of sis, we're bros oh and we're just God. going to town. And then just the just the back and forth convo and BS that would be happening, it would be so ridiculous and over the top. That'd be nothing but giggles and laughs while we're blowing these malians to chunks. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about this at work, but trying to figure out a way to to put it into conversation so we could start using it in. Wolfenstein Youngblood, there's Brother 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nuke and Duke, they call each other, hey, Brother 1, hey, Brother 2. I don't know. It, it was it was sticking with me, the Brother 1 and Brother 2. And I was like, this is this is it. This is this has got to be something. This has got to become that something. Could, you know, that could work. There, you know, we we got we to gotta run this past Randy. We got to get a hold of him. I'll DM him. But this has to be a thing. They've got to get on board with this because, man, John ain't getting no younger. And we need him. That's true. So he's got to stick around long enough to make our dream come true. So we've got to push Randy to get this on the, get this on the ball because we ain't, this ain't like brothers and ours. We can't wait seventeen years mm-hmm. for this next iteration. All right, just saying. <laughs> what about you out there in podcast listener land? Do you think Gearbox has something up their sleeves? Do you already have you already been down there and you're like, oh yeah, they know about Nuke and Duke. They already have it. It's coming out for the Summer Game Fest. Let us know that. Spoil Summer Game Fest for us by letting us know exactly what they are going to reveal via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And now you have an extra week with which to prepare a finely crafted statement of congratulations to us for our 300th episode. Use your own voice or use my voice. Send it via text and I'll read it to you in a scrum diddly umptious accented voice. I'll probably be like an old English person because this is the accent I always go to. I think this was Joe Zoza's accent when he sent in his mailbag question all those years ago. But do all those things. 
because we're here to celebrate with you, fans of Third Shift. It's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. It is going to be a blast. I can't wait for it. You know, it's going to be a good time. And giving you guys the extra time, I think, is the right call. And us the more time, because I don't want to rush into this episode. And I want to enjoy my vacation. So it's perfect. It works for everybody. It works for you. It works for us. Can't wait to talk to you again. Get out there. Enjoy some games. Get those statements to us. Go throw us a bunch of money. Give us those five-star ratings. You guys have heard it a million times. We're looking for 300. I've been hassling people everywhere I know. Hey, go listen to the show. Go give us five-star ratings. What are you talking about? It's a podcast. Shut your mouth. And I slap them. Pow. Just go do what I tell you to do. That's what I'd do to all of you if I could see you. But I can't. So I just have to depend on you doing the right thing with me just asking and telling you to do it nicely. Another fantastic thing you can do, we never plug this, I'm going to plug it right here right now. Plug it now. Is you can jump on twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme, you'll see my happy self there playing some Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, and you know what you can do? You can follow, you can comment, and best of all, you can leave me a Prime sub. If you're an Amazon Prime member, it's free. All you do is click like two buttons, you check a box, and then we get some extra happiness folded right into our happy little brains and i smile and i go oh my god wow thank you for the prime sub you're the best you're the best indeed all those things can and should come true get over there check it out throw us the bucks appreciate it so very much can't wait to see all your little happy faces over there or on the itunes wherever you are definitely appreciate it and look forward to seeing you and I look forward to seeing you in the very next episode, which will be t- episode 299, unless we have a, like a 298.75. <laughs> God only knows. But that'll be dropping on the 2nd of June on iTunes and Stitcher on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it so very much. Give us those five-star reviews, just like the person I slapped upside the head to do it for us. Don't make me do it to you. Thank you. Sorry about that. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but... Don't to say, Sit down.